Okay, so today's daf is daf mem dalad and gittin as we learn for four shlema for lozav and roma. That's what we ben chayat michal. And today also we learn for Elin shama of Dr. Strano's father, Shaul Alexander Ben Yitzchak. Tanarabanam from the second line of the page. We are discussing the mission in which is said that if a person sells his evikrani to a goy because he's removing him from mitzvahs, the rule is yotzav and chor, and he goes out free. Now he goes out free, and the Gemara explained that his um, his master who sold him has to uh, give him a get shecher. He has to write him a get shecher. He also, as we'll see in the Gemara, uh, if, if the Evid doesn't escape, if he escapes, then he's a free man, but he has to give him a get shecher. If he didn't escape, then he has to, um, he has to redeem him. He has to ransom him out, as we'll see, even for 10 times or more of his value. That was the knas that the rabbis gave because you were moving him from mitzvahs. He is a mitzvah like a woman. Mitzvah say, Shaloh man grom and all mitzvahs lo say. And now you're removing him from that ability because you sold him to a guy. It's going to be under the Joy's jurisdiction. He won't be able to, do, to uh, perform mitzvahs. And the second part of the mission was about chutzot. So he sold him to also because he took him out of Eretz Yisrael. He also goes out free. We'll talk about in the Gemara that when he goes out and he sold him to somebody, chutzot means to a Jew in chutzot. If you sell him to a guy, we've already said that what happens. If you sell him to a Jew, even, even if you sell him to chutzot, even to a Jew, there's also a penalty there. The, the Evid goes out free, but as we'll see, there the Evid that he's the master that he sold him to, the Jew that he sold him to in Chutzlars, he's the one who has to grant him his freedom and give him a get shift. We'll see that in the Gemara. From the second line, Gavu Bechobo. So this was a knas that the rabbi said. Number one, that you have to redeem him, ransom him for up to 10 times his value, and you have to give him a get shifr. Even if you redeem him, or if he ran away and came back to you, uh, redeem himself, so to speak, you still have to free him because you willingly sold him. Let's say, though, the government took, a, took him from you. They took him away from you. The government or somebody took a, the guy took him away. Let's say the government. We'll see the government in a minute. But let's say uh, the guy took him away forcibly because you owed him money. Sekrikan were the tough guys, like the mafia, uh, who took him away. Uh, that, you know, they, they, would, they were like... Um, uh, people who took away for protection, you know, like either we'll kill you or else give us something. So, in other words, they took the evidence away from the Jew, not that the Jew sold him willingly, in which case the rabbis gave a knas. Here they took it, he owed him money, so they took the evidence. He didn't, he wasn't, it wasn't part of the deal. He didn't uh, give the evidence collateral, but they didn't pay, he didn't pay his loan, so they took the evidence. Or the mafia took him for protection. So he doesn't go out free there because. The Jew, it's not a knas. The Jew didn't willingly sell him to a guy. They took him away. And if he took him for his chol, he doesn't go out free for a minute. Let's say the government took away his granary. If he owed him money, let's say, for taxes, then he has to give meiser on all that stuff. You don't say it's gone. Uh, he, owed, he owed it. He owed it to the government. If it's just like a loss, it's just coming uh, you know, without any reason. They're just coming to say, listen, we could just take whatever we want. But you see that if he owed it for money, you have to give Meister, meaning it's considered like his, and it's considered like he willingly gave up and, and he willingly sold the Evid because he should have paid off him with money, and he didn't. So shiny awesome to come because there it's different because he gained by it. Meaning, what did he gain by it? The, the, um, the owner. When they paid off his uh, loan, to, uh, when the government took away his own, so if for a chov, he owed the government money, 
So he gained by it. He's paying off his loan. He's paying off his loan. Then, then he's chayv and meiser on the on the granary. It's a knas for selling him. And if he didn't sell him willingly, the guy the guy just took it, or the government just took his evidence away because of a because of a, uh, you know they either 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 for a loan, but he didn't do it willingly. If if he's if he's gaining, he's paying his taxes that are due. Let's say his poll tax or something of that sort. Then he's gaining by it. So of course he has to give meiser on 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 his produce on that granary. But if they took away his evidence against his will, uh, even if it paid off a loan, but he could have paid it off with something else, and he allowed them to take it up to take this way. Uh, there we say that he does. I mean. He he didn't really want to sell, give the evidence. They took the evidence, then he doesn't. Uh, the evidence doesn't go out free. The, the knas is only when he willingly sold him. Tashma, the Amarav. In other words, so this was not a reisha anso besen och goron bechovit took it. The goron he he gained by it because he paid off his loan. Over here, even though he gained by by uh, paying off the loan in the first case, gavah bechovo, but he didn't really want to pay it. He would have paid him off with money if he had the opportunity. Tashma, the Amarav. Let's say you sell your Ebed to a blackmailer. He's blackmailing you and you give him your slave to try to get him off your back. He goes out free. So why? So we, here you see that even though he didn't really want to, he just did it under duress, he still goes out free. Because he could have pacified him by giving something else. The blackmailer asked for a million dollars and you gave him your Ebed. You should have paid off with money or given him some other asset. You shouldn't have given him the this life. In other words, you had an opportunity over here. You sold him to the Ovikachov. Yeah, you sold him to the black man. Miller says, you owe me a million dollars, and I sold him my evidence instead, should have given him something else. In the case of the first case, he didn't have a choice. You sell your slave to a Goisha, an Ovikachov, who's a black male, yes, because of my have What should he have done? He explained already, he should have. What was his uh, choice? Did he uh, he had no choice? He had a choice. He could have paid him off with cash or with some other asset. So we said in our Mishnah, and we've explained in the Gemara that if you sell your slave to a guy, another uh, Barasara who's going to keep him from doing mitzvahs, the rabbis rabbis gave you a fine and said, not only do you, must you redeem him if you have the opportunity and if he doesn't run away, but you also have to free him because you're removing him from mitzvahs. What happens? What happens if you only sold him temporarily? Mao. You didn't sell him full time. You're going to get him back. My Tashmal's group for me. We're assuming now when you sold him to a blackmailer, he goes out free, even though apparently that's also temporary. Then we're no. You're talking about a black, a Goisha blackmailer who's not, you're not going to get it back at all. So why the, the Gemara and the Havim thought that it was only temporary in that case. Uh, but apparently that's not, uh, wasn't temporary. He sold him to some guy oppressing him like a blackmailer. Uh, it wasn't temporary. It wasn't just for a short period of time. It was permanent. Let's say you sell him to the guy. Now we said the whole problem is you're taking him away from uh, from mitzvos. Let's say you sell him, but he can't work for you. Just want to sell him in title. So you know you could say you have a guy, you have a worker for you. Rufa, you know you own him, but you can't work with him. So therefore, uh, what is he going to do with him? He's going to use him for studying purposes. Right, he's going to use him to sire, uh, you know, uh, more more slave workers. But he's not going to use him for work. So therefore, he's not really going to take him away from the the mitzvahs. Now, that's what he said specifically. I'm selling you, but you can't 
uh, you can't um, prevent him from doing any mitzvahs. He's still entitled to all his mitzvahs. What would you say there? Maybe it's not so bad. Maybe the Rabbanim wouldn't give a knas. Chutzmash Rasim Talvim. He can't work for you on Shabbos and Yantav, so he can do his mitzvahs there. Mal, Leger Toshev. We're talking about selling him to an Abba Rabbanim Zara. What about to a Ger Toshev? A Ger Toshev is a person who lives in Eretz Israel and agrees to keep the Zionists in Pani Noach. What about there? Or the Israel Mummer? He's selling to a Jew, but a Jew is like a, he's a, he's an apostate doing a Vodazara. So would you say there that's as bad as selling him to a guy? Mao, Lakuti Mao, what about a Kuti who's in between stage, right? He's uh, he's accepted mitzvahs, but he doesn't keep all the mitzvahs uh, drop on him, doesn't accept the Tarsha of 100%. Mao, so Shot Mechad will at least be Posh one from a price. Again, Toshev Harer Kavachab. Again, there's still a guy. He's still a guy. He's not a Vodazara, but he's still a guy. And therefore, you're you're uh, you're fined and you must free him. Kuti the Israel Mummer. What about them? They are keeping mitzvahs. They're basically Jewish, but they have some problems. Some say it's like a guy, and therefore you would have to forfeit ownership of the Evid Kanani. And some say no. Boy, my name Rav Ami. They asked the following question of, of Rav Ami. Remember his name is Rami. Yes. So the boy, the the Evid, hmm? he's he's free, but he's really not. He's slave to the to the boy. Correct. So, so he's free. Right. But he's free. From the Jewish point of view, he's free. He you have to away. give him an effort. If he runs away, he's free. The Jew can't take him back. But if the guy has dominion over him, he paid for him. Yeah, the guy's in tough shape. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, and, and we said that the Jew, is, the Jew is responsible to redeem him from the guy. There's not only is he free, as we'll see in the Gemara, you have to redeem him paying up to 10 times or more of his value. Let's say the guy though says, I won't take any price for it. Name your, the Jew says, name your price. I sold him to you, it was worth a thousand dollars. Name your price. He says, no price. So nothing you could do, but he's up to, he's responsible. So he has to, the Jew has to free him and redeem him if he doesn't run away from the guy. Let's say an Evet gave himself up to Geisos, to the, to the uh, you know, bands of, of uh, you know, the marauders running around, Goyim, gave himself up to them. And his master, the Jewish master, is not able to redeem him. Not There's no Jewish court or Goyish court who can, uh, who can obtain his freedom. He's not able to do it. In other words, the, the, the uh, Goy, the Evid ran away from the Jew and gave himself up to Goyim. And there's no way for the Jew to get him back. Mao she him up. Can he at least, if they're willing to pay, can he take money? We just said if you sold your Ebed to a guy, so we're going to give you a knas. You have to free him. You have to redeem him. You have to, uh, you know, you, you give up the ownership on him. What happens, because you sold him, what happens if you had no choice? He ran away anyway. There's no way for you to get him back, right? You can't take him out to the him at all. Can you at least, and they're willing to pay you for him. Now, if you pay him for if they pay you for him, it was like a forced sale. Is that okay or not? You didn't willingly sell him. You, he ran away from you, and now you can't get him back. Apparently, they won't be redeeming. Can you at least take money for him? Go check your Mishnais, because to see, figure out what the answer to this question is. This is the question they asked for You know, if he went out, duck, he checked, Ashkenaz, he found the Tanya. If you sell your house to a guy in Eretz Dama Basurim. You can't have any, you can't, you sell your house to go, you can't have any annul from that money. It's like, you know, you did an Isser, you're, you're giving a, you're giving a uh, ownership rights to a, to a guy in Eretz Israel, 
Pasuk says, Los Chonein, right? Don't favor them. And we don't give them a resting place, a parking spot in, in Israel. So that's also, let's say a guy in Eretz Israel forcibly took the house. And there's no way for to get it back. The Jewish courts have no jurisdiction. The Goyish courts can't can help you. But the Goyish is willing to pay you for it. He took it away from you. He's willing to pay for it. You're allowed to take the money because it wasn't, uh, you didn't willingly sell, sell it. You willingly sell it, you can't take You can't take the money for it. You can't have enough of the money. But if he forcibly took it, you could. Not only can you do that, the coast of Omar Hashalain, you could even register it, register the sale, the, the bill of sale, in their in the Goyesha courts in Israel, and they should come out because at least you got your money out, you got something. In other words, it's apparently speaking where the Goy would not give it to you, would not, uh, you know, would not pay you for it, uh, unless you registered in his courts, even though you're not supposed to be mash of their courts and give their courts jurisdiction, show that they're better. But in this case, at least getting your money out, he took the house anyway, at least get something out of it. So, what do you see over here that you can? If, if they forcibly took it away from you, you could accept money for it. That's the horror, the proof that Rav Yirmiya, I mean, that Rav Zeka found. He went and found that Mishnah. For the house, to keep Since you can't live without a house, everybody needs a house. There we don't make exera that you can't take the money, right? You can't take the money because you're not likely to go sell your house willingly, right? So therefore, you don't have to make exera. the below People can manage without an ever. They can do the work themselves. They can get other up on them. Maybe if you allow this case, you if we allow you to take money when they forcibly took your slave, right, you allow to take money for it, then maybe you'll you'll do it willingly also. Or low, or do we not say that? Therefore, they make zero low. Or do you or do you not make such a difference? And you say the same is true for a house. The same is true for an evidence. Is true for a house. Just like if they forcibly took it, you're allowed to take the money because because. Um, you're say, at least getting the money out of it. You know, you, wasn't, you didn't do it willingly. And there was no Xer over here. That's the question. Shalflu Ravami, so Ravami gave the answer. Mini Omar, Mini Ami Barnosan. For me, Ami Barnosan, his father's name was Nosan. Torah, Yotro Yisrael, I'll send out this ruling that Evet, Shehiba Latimogais, that Evet, this case, Evet, who turned himself over, he gave himself up to Goisha bandits. And his master cannot. Um, the Adon the is not able to reverse the transaction, he's not able to get him back in the Goy, Jewish courts or the Goyish courts, but the guy are willing to pay, you'll have to take the money. The Kosamam Bachashalami could even register in their courts, and they should massively on your savings. So he paskin like this case, in other words, that uh, he's allowed to do it just like the case of the house. Okay, so that's on a case where the guy turned himself, where the Evet turned himself over. You're not, you again, you, you didn't sell him willingly and you didn't have any other option. See, where do we, the only exception we made so far today was where you paid off a debt to the government. You owe taxes and they took them. So we say there, you know, they took the, they took the, uh, the granary. You have to pay mice, you have to give mice on, the, on your stock because you could have, uh, you could have, you, you gained by it. Or, or if you sell your your Evet to a blackmailer, why? Because you had an option, you could have paid him off in cash. So you willingly sold the Evet, but if you didn't willingly sell him, they took him away against your will. Or like this case where they stole him and there was no way to get him back, you're allowed to take money. So we said, we said if you sell your slave to an Evet, not only must you grant him his freedom, if he doesn't get his free, he, 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 if he runs away, 
So you don't have to take him back. You have to give him a star shikhar. Not only that, if he doesn't run away, you have to ransom him up to 10 times, how much time? Up to 100 times his value. The fine is that you must redeem him until 100 times his value, and still you must give him his freedom. So when you say 100 times, are you, are you, are you exaggerating? Dafka, is that really 100 times? 100 times his value? You gotta, you sold him for $1,000 and you got to pay $100,000 to redeem him? Olaf Dafka, or he's just saying, you see, you have to give him a substantial amount. You have to redeem him for much, a lot of money, but you don't have to pay it 100 times. Look at example of this. You're not allowed to sell Behemagasla. You're not to sell an Eretz You can't sell a Behemagasla. Truth is, this is probably in Chutzlaritz also. You sell your big animal, usually usually for plowing to a guy, you're not allowed to. Until 10 times his value. What's the reason why you can't sell uh, your behemoth to a guy? To a guy, you can't sell a guy because you're afraid that if you sell to him, you might also come to rent him to rent him your your animal or lend him your animal, and he'll do work for with your animal in, in, on Shabbos, and that's your animals are not allowed to do work on Shabbos. Or actually, you might. You might show him, let's say he's using it not for plowing, maybe he's using it for schlepping, and you might want to demonstrate to him right before Shabbos. And you say, right before Shabbos, he's coming to borrow your animal, you're not going to use it on Shabbos. And you demonstrate for him how to use it. And you, you call it to the animal, that's called Nechamer, you're leading the animal, so he might be over on Shabbos. So he said, because of that, there's a Xavier, you shouldn't sell your animal to a guy, because you might come to lend him or rent it to him, etc., or demonstrate it for him. On Shabbos. Okay, so let's say you did, you went against the Xera and you sold the Bemagasa, a large animal too, to a guy. You have to redeem him. Uh, you got to ransom back for 10 times his value. So what do you see? That it's not 100 times. You said by, by an evidence, 100 times. Well, here it's only 10 times. So you see maybe the 100 times is Labdafka. Then maybe it's an exaggeration. Maybe an evidence is different. By a Bahama, a Bahama doesn't really have any mitzvahs, as we know. Right, <laughs> but a, a guy, uh, I mean, the Kanan, the Evikanani has mitzvahs, so maybe, maybe the because you went against the rabbis, you have to redeem and ransom him back for 10 times his value, buy him back for 10 times his value. But an Evid who every day you take him with mitzvahs, maybe he is 100 times, so we can't tell. Maybe by but it is 100 times. You can, I mean, some say Rabbi Shubin Lady said the other way around, uh, you sell your. Ever to a guy and he doesn't run away, you have to ransom him up to only 10 times his value. So again, is that dafka love dafka? Is that 10 times just like if for a large amount, maybe even more, maybe 50 or 100 times also? So Tashma, Damrishlokesh, the years of Rishlokesh said, no, by an animal, you got to redeem him for 100 times his value because you went against the rabbis. So it was Mashmi, maybe that Ebed has to do even more than 10 times the other way around, it's the exact opposite. The more says, no, we can't prove it from there. Shiny Evid, a little harder light. Maybe it's different by an that we didn't make him pay 100 times because by a behemoth, you have to pay him back even 100 times what you got for him back under because you're going to get your animal back. When you redeem the Evid, what's going to happen to the Evid? He goes out free. So maybe you don't have to pay him 100 times. 10 times is enough. Shiny Evid, a little harder light. Okay, so therefore, we can't really prove whether it's the or not. Ella behemoth, wait. So wait a minute. If the reason you're by an animal, by a person, by an Evikanani, the reason's only 10 times, because since you're not going to get them back anyway, 10 times is the maximum. So behave my time, so why even I am going to get them more? Because you're going to get them back. So looking at so you should only have to redeem back 11 times his value, because what's the idea? You have to redeem him back 
Okay, by an Eved, only 10 times because you're not going to get him back. But if Behemoth, you would get back. So they get him back means pay him back. So pay back for the value of the animal one more time than the Eved. What's between the Eved and, and a Behemoth? Eved, you're not going to get back. So just because of the Knoss, 10 times. So by Behemoth, it should be 10 times plus one because you're going to get him back. So at least pay back for that. So, so why 100 times? Why do, you, why do you have to pay for the behemoth from all the way from 10 times? An, uh, an Evid, you know, if you're just over on the Knoss, you're not going to get anything back 10 times for the Evid. You're not going to get him back. Uh, if you're going to get him back, then you got to pay more. Why 100 times? Why 90, 50 is 30? Just one time more is, is up because you're going to get him back. So pay his value one more than that. Because if the basic Knoss is 10 times, but here you're going to get him back, so pay back one more. And the answer is the Rabbana, and we're not goes there. Uh, the answer you can't prove it from there, right? Uh, and the answer is the rub, but you could just say that by an animal, maybe it's 100 times here, it's 10 times, not because you're going to get them back enough, simply because it's a Musa Shikha Lagos Rabbanan. But here you see, by the way, Musa Shikha Lagos Rabbanan does not mean that there's no Xer at all, it just means that the Xer was less, right? That you, you do 100 times, you do only 10 times, it's Musa Shikha. But the idea here really is that we really can't prove one way or another. You have to redeem him back. Is it 10 times or is it 100 times different different pierces over here? But you certainly have to make an effort to get him back. And then he goes out free. Let me remember Vasi. He asked the following question. Let's say you sold your rabbit to a guy. What he said, what's the halacha? Not only must you redeem him back for multiple, multiple value of what, of what you got, of what you sold him for, but also you have to give him his freedom. Let's say... He sold his Evid, and the Adam, the master who sold him, died. Maushikness Bonavachra, who is his afterwards, also have to redeem the Evid for 10 times or 100 times. Imtam Saloma, if you tell me, uh, example, where do we see Knassus like this where it involves the children? Let's say a coin. A coin is suspected. A coin gets to Bechor. Firstborn animal gives to the coin, right? Bring it as a carbon. Now, if the animal has a mum, so then the coin just gets to keep it. He doesn't bring it a carbon. He can keep the whole thing himself. So let's say you were afraid he inflicted a moom on purpose. You're afraid that he sliced the ear of the, the earlobe of the, of the poor animal in order not to have to bring him as a carbon. So Kohen are suspected of that. Let's say the Kohen did that. Umes and then the Kohen dies. Do you constant his son afterwards? And what's the issue? You know how to put a moom on an animal. Right, and you never. What's the knas? You can't sell. You can never shech that animal. You can't eat it. And we boil it. So makes the master repeat you. So in them, so you say. So by the kind of so the hachalom the hachalom mifshulot minam. The awesome guy be sorry. So the Gemara says like this. Last line of the Gemara. Last line of Rashi. It's almost amazing. There, if you say that there, they did consen the son. If the father sliced the ear, right, it was over on the iser. And you say the son also cannot check the mission of the Raisi. Did it is the Raisi? The Paskas Kolomi, they now to inflict a mum from a mum on an animal. And he was on, on an animal of Kachim. It's the animal's Kadosh. And he did it. And therefore, it's a it's a Daraisa. Avloch is a Rabbanan. What's the, well, this is an Isra Rabbanan. The Rabbanan said, don't sell your Ebed to a, to a guy because you are taking him away from it. That's an Isra Rabbanan. Maybe we didn't say it. so. Maybe over here you don't find the son as well. The father sold him the guy. You don't tell to say that the son also has to redeem him for multiple times his value. Or imtim salomer. That's one way to learn imtim salomer. Keeping lach moed on chalamoid, you're allowed to do work if it's a dover of it, right? If it's something that's lost involved, you know the milk's going to go bad. You have to open the makola, whatever. You're allowed to do work. However, 
work that can be done before Yantif, you should do it before. Work that could be wait for after. For let's say, let's say you uh, you um, you purposely started some job before Yantif started, so that on Chalamoid, if you don't continue the work, it'll go bad. And as you start a job, that's called kivan. You um, you uh, you time the work. You time the work so you have to do it on Chalamoid. That's wrong. You could have waited to do it afterwards, after Yantif. You could have finished it before. And therefore, the rabbi said, if you did that, then it's awesome. You can't do the work on Chalamoid, right? The rabbi said it's awesome to do the work on if you could have done it before. So let's say he, he was he processed all the work before Yantif said he should have to do it on Chalamoid. It was over on the Yisra of the rabbis. Umesin, then the guy died on Yantif. He ate too much and he died. Uh, so there, there's a Shiloh. Do you constantly the children afterwards or not? So Rashi adds on more than the Gemara. Rashi says, Even though he didn't do any Isser. There was no Isser done yet, right? He just said he prepared the work. He timed it so that he should have to work on Chalamoy. And then the son died. Do uh, The father died better. So do you find the son also and he can't do the work and the stuff has to go bad or not? So if you say... That what that they find the son even though he didn't do an iser. So over here certainly because here there was an iser. Is an iser drabanum you said selling him to a guy, but it was still an iser if you find him there. But if you say that they didn't cancel the son over there, that the son, if the father prepared the work to do in Chalamoy, and if the father lived, it would have forbidden him. But we don't cancel the son because he didn't do any iser. Locus rachum. because no iser was done yet, right? They just prepared the work before Chalamoy. They're about to do an iser. Do the do the work in Chalma, but he didn't do it. So now Isser was done. So maybe there, but Hacha my, but over here, uh, he did do it. His father did an Isser, and Isser Rabbanan, but it's an Isser. What do you say? Do you say the rabbis only find the person, the father who actually sold the Evakani to the guy? You find his asset. The asset meaning the Evid. Uh, uh, the rabbis find the asset and say, you know, you have to redeem the asset. Boisa, the, the uh, asset is here. So you have to, you have to, meaning you find his assets, Rashi says, you find his assets, meaning the ransoming money, right? The ransom back, ransom back, the demon back. You're finding is that not that the asset is the, is the effort. You're finding him, the fine, the effort the you sold. The fine is on your assets that you have to redeem him with your money, even up to 10 times or 100 times its value. Although money can serve on Boisa, the money's here, even though the guy's dead, but the money's here. Amalei, so he asked him this question. Ravasi asked. Ravasi was asked this question. I'm like, so we learned that Rabbi gets sodash and niskansa b'shvias on shmita. You're not allowed to do any work on your field. Let's say you didn't do real work like planting or plowing. You just removed thorns. That's called niskansa. You took away the coats and you took away the thorns. That's only nisra drabbanim. You're not supposed to do it, but it's in. But it's uh, right niflim and it's not a karkam and a torah. It's only drabbanim. But if you did that iser tizvum asoshim matziyante matzashvias, you can plant the field. That's it's uh because you only did an iser up on it. Nataiva, let's say you you fertilized it. Oh, nadaira, and the fertilize is like you know with wagons or you know you threw fertilizer there by hand. Oh, nadaira, nadaira is another way of fertilizing you, but you lock your animals in the field. When you lock your animals in the field, they obviously they release some fertilizer naturally, right? So if you so if you fertilize the field, that's already an iser daraisa. Lotus so they made an iser. You shouldn't plant it. You shouldn't plant the field of mustachfias because you did an iser daraisa. We had a kabbalah. Hey Tiva, let's say you did this. You 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 fertilize the field. Umais, and then the guy died. But no Zara, the son may plant it afterwards. Alma, even though 
they didn't constant the asset, the field, they constant only the person. And since the person died, they didn't constant, they didn't find the son afterwards. And therefore the son is allowed to plant the field. And the same thing over here, the son apparently would not be obligated to redeem the slave for multiple, his value. Amr you have also Let's say you had some food or some taros of uh, your friend and you were metami them. So you wouldn't be able to use them. A coin wouldn't be able to eat them, etc. Umes, and then the guy died. The person who did the Yisra died. Lokans or Bonamraf, they did not find the son after it's my time. Hezek Shani Nikolash, my Hezek. A damage which is not visible. You're metami, it's a spiritual, right? You've defiled the food, but you don't see it to the eye. That's called Hezek Shani Nikolash. You don't see it. That's not called a Hezek. And, but the Rabbanan still made Xera that you have to pay. So the Kansad Rabbanan, who the Kansad Rabbanan, you have to pay for it. So here you see different cases where uh, the rabbis only find the person who did the Avera selling the Kanani to a goy, fertilizing the field on Shemitah or uh, being Metame, somebody else's Taurus. The rabbis find you, but not your son. The second part of the mission said if you sell the goy, if you sell the Avikanani, even to a Jew in Chutzlaretz, also the same thing applies. He goes out free. Why? Because you've taken him out of Eretz Yisrael. In Subas, we've learned that everybody, you can force your, your wife and your family to go to Eretz Yisrael. My great-great-grandfather, Michiel Landau, forced his wife, my great-great-grandmother, to come to Eretz Yisrael. She didn't want to go. And he forced his wife because of called Mount Eretz Yisrael, like the Gorang Subas says, right? You have to take your wife, you have to come there. So the same thing, but you can't force them out of there. So not only your wife and your children, you can't force even your Evid Kanani. You can't force him to leave. He's a, he's a half a Jew. So here, if you sell him the Chutzlars, he goes up free. Turn around on him. He needs to get Shechra. He needs to get Shechra from whom? Because it was a valid sale. It was a valid sale, right? We have to Shechra. When you sold them to the guy. So the guy can't give him a shikhr. The guy owns him, right? You have to give him a get shikhr. You have to redeem him, maybe help him escape, and give him a get shikhr. But he's sold to a Jew. The Jew owns him. So he needs to get shikhr from Rav Hosheini. We'll see why. So why does Rav Hosheini get a knas? Because he encouraged him to come to Chutzlaret. Okay. Shem Galil Omer, Pam Yatsa, Depends. Sometimes he goes outside and says, Omer Ploni, Let's say I, sell, I sold my uh, Evan Kanani, uh, whatever his name was, uh, Yankel, I sold my, I uh, gave him a Jewish name, right? I sold him to Plony Antuchi. Antuchi was a place outside of Eretz Israel. So it's, it's, it's like saying, I'll give you an example. I sold him to an American. I sold him to a Russian, right? Today in Israel, like, it's, it's normal. Like, we're called Americans. You're called the South African. You're, you know, this one's called the Russian. This one's called the French. I Meaning he came from that place, right? We're, we're all Israelis, right? But we came from those places. So he says, I sold him to this guy, Antuchi. It means I came, he came from Antuchi. Then, Lo yo, he doesn't go free because it didn't mean I sold him to Chutzlar. I sold him to a guy who's from Antuchi. He lives here. La Antuchi Shabatuchi, but I sold him to a Russian in Russia. Let's call his Russia. Then Yatsa, because I sold him to Chutzlar. Ivatanya, we learned in another Brisa, Machatil Antuchi Yatsa. I sold him to Antuchi, just Antuchi. He goes out free, smash me, even if he's in Israel. Antuchi, I show you If I sell him, if I say specifically to Antuchi who's living in Lud, then lo because he's living in Israel. But if I tell him stand on Turkey, he does go for his location. If he has a house in Israel, the answer is the first case he's speaking. I sold him to Turkey. Let's say I sold him to a Russian, but he's a Russian who lives here. Then it's okay. 
But if I sell them to Antuchi, the second the Bryce is speaking about where the Russian doesn't live here, he's just living it. You know, they come here to get their passport and then they go back to Moscow, right? You know, I, I, they just want the uh, the passport. He doesn't really live here. He just says he has a place to stay here, an inn or a hotel room, but he doesn't really live here. Then it's like I'm selling the chutzpah. Boy, Then Bubble, what about a marriage? Person from Bubble, Jew lived in Bubble, Nasi Ishabers lived in there, married a girl from Israel. You know, many times the woman had some money, she had a nice dowry, and she had slaves and maid servants, etc. And she brought them into the wedding. But Daito Lachsar, his intention is to go back to his home in Babel, where he's learning, probably has a yeshiva there or something, or he has a business. He's planning on going back. So what would you say over here? What's the rule with this woman who basically gave her slaves now to her husband to use? Is that like he, she sold them to Chutzatz because he's going back to Babel? So would you say there, does that mean that she has to grant them freedom now? Mao, what's halacha there? There's a shiloh like this. A woman says, she brings various assets. Let's say she has a car, okay? She has a car or she has a plow. She brings these into the dowry. And now, and with the understanding is that it's nichsus and bas, it's written in the ksuba. So if it gets divorced or widowed, she gets the okay. stuff back. But he says, you know what? No, I'm responsible. I'll pay the value. The car is worth $10,000. The plow is worth $10,000. I'll pay the value. I don't want to pay back. So who's right? Is it with her? She wants the stuff back. She says, well, I want my things back. I don't want the money. And he says, I'm responsible for it. If something happens, I'm responsible. I'm responsible to pay. I'll give money. So the Gemara says, this kasha that we're actually raising over here, this question that we're raising over here, is her giving the slaves, bringing the slaves into the dowry, into the marriage, and he's going back to Chutzlaretz, is that like selling it to Chutzlaretz, in which case she has to give them their freedom, or not? So the more says the Kasha, both on the one who says that she is correct when she wants her assets back after the marriage is over, or the one who says, no, that, that he's right, he can keep the asset and pay for it. That says that it's Kasha, one who says that the rule is with her, meaning she gets her assets. Keep it that any more, keep it that. It's like hers. So if it's like hers, if it's like she gets them back, right? When the, when the marriage is over, she gets those back. So she didn't really sell clothes. Oduma keep it a Meshabdale, the payer, but since he's allowed to work with the car, with the car, with the plow, with whatever the machinery, whatever Kalem, it's like his. And therefore, it's like selling the, the slaves to a to a chutzlart and she loses, uh, she has to grant her freedom or not. But to boil them under my Cash is also pointing to the one who says in a regular marriage, when the assets are divided up at the at the time of the divorce, that he gets to keep them, he just has to pay for them. Even that Danny Mo, since the rules with him can be dead, it's like he's it's like his, and therefore you have to grant him a freedom. Oh, Dilma, keep it all cunning like the goofy hasn't really owned them. He doesn't really own them, he's entitled to use them. Could be done, it's like curse takers. So that question stands, would she have to free them or not? Amr of Abu, Shirley Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan taught me the following thing. Evid followed his, his his master, went to Syria for business or whatever. Maybe he went to stay, maybe not, but he went. And the Evid willingly followed him. He willingly followed him. And then when he was there, the master sold him there. So if he went out on his own, the Evid followed him on his own. He took his own train to get, get there. He lost his rights to get freedom. If the master was planning coming back to Israel, so he had no business following him there. If he sold him, that's it. Uh, so, if he was gonna, so he had no business. He, he was going to come back there. Why did he sell him for there? If the master was going to come back, so why did he sell him there? Then he goes out free. But if he's not coming back, he's staying there anyway. 
he's staying there anyway. So uh, he wasn't planning on coming back. Then if he sold them there, not they don't make the gzera. I have a time. This is a price. This is a nechusa. This is a proof. And it sounds like Yotze. And Evan should follow his master, Lasuria. It's like more Yotze. What do you mean? He has to follow us. What time in Anakal Motsin? You can't take people out of there. Straw, not your wife, not your children, not your family, not your not your slave. You can't follow him. Ella Yotza Evan. Not that he's supposed to. Yotza, if he ever followed him, if the master was just he just went for a day of traveling, he went for a business, but he's planning on coming back. Then you force him to free him because he had no business selling him over there. It may das Rabalachsar and Kofanoso. Umrabanan. Rabban said, yes, Shamas I heard from Shmuel, Tarti two halachas. Chadohach, one this halacha about if an Ebed followed his master to Chutzlaretz and he sold him, uh, and, and he sold him there, is it a sale that, that uh, he followed him and the, and the master was planning on coming back is he, uh, that he doesn't have to, uh, that he gets his freedom if he sold him there. But Edoch, and Adoch, did my mocha say there was Yobel. You know, your fields go back in Yobel to the original. Let's say you sell your field in Yobel, in the year of Yobel, Atzma. Rab says, Mechura. The mechor, uh, it's sold, but you have to give it back. It's sold. Shmuel says it's not sold at all. Vachada, in one of these two halachas I heard from Shmuel, vachada harizvini, the money goes back. The deals off, money goes back. Vachada harizvini, one loka back. I don't know which one's which. In other words, Shmuel said if you sold your field in in uh, Yobel, it's not a sale. And he also said that what that uh, this halacha about if das rabbi and one that you know that he that he goes out uh, goes out free, and one that if you sell your field in Yovel, uh, it's not a sale. But I don't know. But, but when you get the money back, I don't know which one's which. Let's look at it. What did the Bryce say? Amisha didn't say that he needs a, a, a writ of freedom from his master. It just says you have to free him. But the Mishnah Bryce said. When you sum the chutzlar, it's what happens. The second master, the guy who bought him, has to give him his freedom. That shows that who owns him now? The second master, the second guy that he the lokech, the purchaser, right? So it's not get shechem rabo, rabo sheni shma mino kanya rabo sheni. See that he owns him. Lo hadrisin the deals, and he doesn't give it money back. He says the second guy has to give him. That means the sale was a sale, but the second guy is forced to free him. So you see that in the second case, the money doesn't go back. When Shmuel says, if you sell a field in Yobel, it's not a sale. That means the money goes back. All right. So therefore, in which case the money goes back, if you sell your field in Yobel, it's like there's no sale there at all. But in this case, it is a sale. When you sell them to Chutzlaretz, that it's a valid sale, but he has to free him. He has to free him. So that's the rule. Rabbanan, Rabbanan didn't hear that, Shmuel, If you said based on what Shmuel said, that what? That uh, that it's not a uh, sale. When he says he's selling your field in Yovel, how do you know that it's that it's not a sale and the money goes back? Maybe he means it's not a sale, meaning that you just gave your money as a gift. If you marry your sister, you give your go to your sister's house with this nice diamond ring. What's the rule? Money goes back. You know you can't marry your sister, so it's just like a joke. You know you just meant to give it to her to, you know, as a deposit. Moshe says, no, Moshe Matana. I know I can't sell it. I can't marry my sister, so I went to give it as a gift. That's a machlux. Maybe it was a gift, so you can't prove from what Shmuel said that what? When Shmuel says it's not a sale, that doesn't mean that the money goes back. We're trying to say, Rabbanan said, I heard that in one case the money goes back, in one case it doesn't. So since we sell the chutzlar, it's the second highest reading that shows that the money doesn't go back. He keeps them. In the other case, though, the money goes back. 
right? So why do you why do you why do you find the lokeach over here, the second guy who bought him, right? The second guy who bought him. We should we should find the seller and tell him to give back the money, right? Find him. He should lose him. Why do you sell? Who's the ganav? The mouse or the hole that the mouse goes into? The, the what's it called? The the, the the mouse hole. The mouse hole, right? The mouse hole. Who who the, the mouse hole enables the the mouse to run away with the piece of cheese and hide in there. He says it's not the achbar, not the he's not the ganav, but the hole. Wouldn't be for the mouse. How would the uh, mouse hole get the food, right? It's, it's, you need the mouse there too. Where the Isra is, we find where it is. If you sold them to Chutzlars, you sold them to a Jew in Chutzlars, that's where the Isra is right now. This Evakanani doesn't belong in Chutzlars, we find him over there. And the same thing with the, uh, uh, with the mouse. And since it's, it's, it's in the mouse hole, that's considered the place of the Isra, and that's where we make the find. Pick it up from here tomorrow, Mr. Shem. Have a good day, everybody.